Hi, this is Aygen Aytaç. Thanks for listening to Turkish Coffee Podcast. Almost every three days, we talk with my brilliant, interesting and witty friend Nazlan Ertan about life, politics, women, media, coffee, well, everything really. You know, when you talk to your good friends, world seems to make sense afterwards. <laughs> That's what we are trying to do each time we have Turkish coffee. And we would love you to join in. You can find us on social media, on Anchor FM, Spotify, or several other platforms. And please send us your ideas and feedback. Did you get your coffee as well? Yes. <laughs> Seems strange somehow we are having an online coffee session. We are taping our Turkish coffee episode from separate locations after the earthquake in Izmir. Well, we have lived through a major earthquake of 7.0 magnitude in Izmir. The earthquake and a new outbreak of COVID-19 has rather limited our mobility. Besides the actual earthquake, a number of political earthquakes have taken place. For example, in the Caucasus, Azerbaijan and Armenia have reached a peace deal after 30 years of stagnation in peace process. And if you want to know the background of Karabakh conflict, do go back to our previous episode on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And in Turkey, the economy minister, who also happens to be the president's son-in-law, resigned when the Turkish lira was at an all-time low. And the Turkish lira became immediately higher. <laughs> yes. But the biggest political news is, of course, the electoral victory of Joe Biden as the new president of the United States. And Kamala Harris as the vice president. You know, my mother called me Sunday morning to say she was very happy that Kamala Harris won. Whenever a woman is elected to high office, there are female tam-tams on the victory, some of which are rather short-lived, perhaps because we have higher expectations from women. Yeah, we lived that in Turkey, didn't we? Remember when Tansu Çiller became Turkey's first female prime minister, we were all very happy. But we should have seen what is coming beforehand, because before she was elected as prime minister, she modeled herself after Margaret Thatcher. As Iron Lady. And indeed, she turned out to be iron fisted on minorities and human rights in general. I also remember her shouting in election rallies things like, I want to hear the Islamic prayers all over the country, even though she wasn't a conservative politician. But she had to make a coalition with the most Islamist party when she was elected. Maybe it's not important to be female or male when it comes to politics. Somehow you can turn into elected dictators because of the promises you made during your election campaign. So Chilar's political career hardly did justice to initial joy. The horrible aspect of Chilar's coalition with the Islamist party, the party Turkey's current president Recep Tayyip Erdogan was from, was that she had first said she was Turkey's wall against Islamism. But I was working as a foreign correspondent in Paris at the time, yeah, and somehow the French media started writing about her intention to collaborate with the Islamists long before the Turkish media did. One magazine, and I think it was Le Point, the very paper President Erdogan is suing now, called her a political prostitute. This sounds terribly sexist, but in fact the term was first used in the political lexicon for a male leader, Italy's Mussolini, when he collaborated with Hitler. But going back to the joy over Kamala, it's understandable, right? 
After all, women are horribly misrepresented. So when a woman, particularly a woman of color and an immigrant at that, is elected, it makes us all very happy. Indeed. Even when we Google the term politician, we inevitably come across with male pictures. When you write in Google American politician, you get only men. You write British politician, French politician, Russian politician, Turkish politician, of course, you only get male faces. But when you rarely get a female face, like in the case of Ukrainian former Prime Minister Yulia Tymoshenko, you see in Google automatically that people search for as hot, sexy Ukrainian politician. Oh, God. Last week, I came across an interesting map prepared by the UN Women and International Union of Parliaments, and it showed participation of women in politics around the world. Turkey is 122nd, I think, out of 193 countries, but that is no surprise to anyone. But the really interesting part was that women's role in politics. Like in the corporate world, in politics too, there are token roles set for female politicians. And these are typically seen but not heard, high visibility but less impact roles. For example, you'd see very few women as head of the executive, but many as parliament speakers. Or you'd see many women ministers in family and social affairs dealing with women, youth, elderly, disabled, but few in heavyweight ministries such as finance, energy, or even foreign affairs. Yeah, nurturing mother figure. In fact, women in such positions are so rare that they make international headlines when they do, such as Krista Freeland, appointed as the first finance minister of Canada last August. And of course, even then, it matters how and why they are appointed. Are they the token woman? Do they represent a lobby? One queen bee doesn't make equality. <laughs> it doesn't indeed. And sometimes women can be each other's enemy to pulling the ladder as soon as they've climbed it. But do you know what I think is part of the problem? It's also perception and language, both in politics and the corporate world. A male leader who wants to have his way is showing decisive leadership. A woman who is doing the same is hysterically insistent and gets lashed for it in the press. Indeed. Women in power usually face great sexism. Men can climb to high positions in all shapes and characters, whether they are tall, short, thin, pot-bellied, bold, aggressive, arrogant, promiscuous. But women are expected to be only one type. You need to be not too beautiful or too sexy. You always need to be very serious, preferably in glasses and suits. In Turkish politics, it's even better to be a bit plump to be listened. <laughs> yes, it's politically difficult for a woman to be young, good-looking and chic, except perhaps in France. But this is changing. We have a breed of younger female politicians who are widely different, from Finland to Jamaica. And with Kamala Harris, not only women, but women of multicultural backgrounds have a role model. I'm rather optimistic, actually, particularly because Donald Trump and his family are finally leaving the White House. <laughs> Me too. After all, Harris seems like a very sophisticated person, sensitive about gender issues and human rights. Indeed. She has co-sponsored the Equality Bill for the LGBT and stood firm on the rights of women to have an abortion. And also on the international platform, in an interview published in November, she said she'd stand by the UN resolutions on the withdrawal of Israel from occupied territories. I think as a jurist, 
She appreciates the supremacy of law too. After all, Justitia, the goddess of justice, is a woman. And she doesn't want to be the last goddess in American politics. Kudos to her. And good luck.